0: have we here? Welcome to the Wonders of Thedas. Welcome to the Wonders of Thedas podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Dragon Age role-playing game <coughs> needs. My name is Wren.
1: And I'm Jessica.
0: Welcome to another exciting episode. This one's going to be cool, and uh, I have a feeling we'll have some interesting insights on this one because uh, our main topic is going to be... Uh, Having a uh, expert correspondent. Hmm,
1: I I would probably consider myself an expert correspondent for this particular topic.
0: Mm, I certainly consider you one,
1: having played one for many levels now.
0: Mm hmm. But um, so we we'll get into that part. Um, nothing really has changed since, much since last time. Um, life goes on. Podcast uh, get made.
1: Are we not talking about what it is?
0: We are talking about this. Well,
1: no, I mean, are we gonna say what it is?
0: Oh yeah,
1: I mean, I, yeah, yeah.
0: We're we're gonna talk about a specialization, a very important specialization. Yeah, one that is quite important to a lot of parties. yeah probably should be.
1: That's one that has some issues too, but it's one oh, of certainly. my favorites. It's the spirit healer. Can we just say yes. it? Yes. Can we just? I was, quit, I was, like, I was working on that. it up. I
0: was, I was building it up because you know, it's fun
1: i'm glad I'm glad you
0: had i'm glad you had fun. I had fun stringing you guys along.
1: <laughs> I'm the nice one
0: yes, we wanted to make a quick clarification as well on top of all this fun stuff we uh were informed on our facebook page goodness uh I do not remember the person's name i uh i'm gonna uh, be frantically looking it up while i'm uh am- making our amendment but um This user very helpfully pointed out the fact that uh, we made a small mistake uh, a couple episodes ago. Relevant, though. Yes, relevant, yes. While we were talking about the uh, Dwarven commoner background, um, we made the mistake of claiming that only females could be noble hunters, and this user helpfully pointed out that that is, in fact, not true. uh, Because there is, in fact, an example of a male noble hunter in Dragon Age Origins. Uh, They have a really rough story about... um, they actually, like, meet a noblewoman and have a child, but the child is a boy who inherits the caste of the same-sex parent, mm-hmm. who is the father, who is castless, so uh, the uh, father of the noblewoman is considering just having the baby left in the Deep Roads.
1: That's pretty awful.
0: Like, like, jerks?
1: But yes, as one would, uh, as you could very much assume, as long as you are capable of reproducing... Correct. Then uh, and you have, I suppose in dwarven culture, do you need to have you would need to have a gender that can be identified and matched in some way? I think so. To, well as long as the I suppose as long as the noble parent has a an identified and officially designated gender. Right. I don't I think they have a gender binary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they can, I think the dwarves do a gender binary, but
0: they're kind of uh they're kinda of old fashioned like that.
1: Okay. Well, uh yeah, I wasn't here for that one. I'm not exactly sure how all no, of that you're works. You're right, you're right. But um suffice it to say, it, pretty much anybody can be a noble hunter if you uh if you're looking for a way out that's actually one of the few available to just about anybody. So that's true. Uh, who wouldn't try?
0: Oh I found them. Oh there you go. Let's see. It was. I think. Yes, it was Matt uh Matt Piasecki. Piusecki yes.
1: That, that's as close as we're going to yes. get. thank you, Matt. Yes, thank you very much for the for uh, reminding us, and we were we're happy to clarify.
0: Yes, so thank you. So, main topic for today is going to be we're talking about the spirit healer. We've got a listener question, and we got some uh, cool, useful stuff that can tide you guys over until some more book re- book re- books release. So we'll just jump right into it. Uh, unfortunately, we got no week no news this week in Thetis. We're still waiting on more stuff. Um, not a lot of news from the Dragon Age front. Mass Effect stuff's coming out, so is focusing mostly on Mass Effect stuff. And, yeah. Uh, although, I, I understand that Blue Rose is getting very close to releasing.
1: Oh man, I'm excited. I really yes. want that.
0: That's gonna be cool. I'm, ro- uh, I'm, I'm, super, I'm super juiced. It's gonna be
1: neat.
0: Yeah. So, um, cool games that also use the same system aside. Um, we'll talk about Dragon Age. And to talk about Dragon Age, sometimes we have to open up the codex. You can ask me questions if you like. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but... Oh, good. Thank you. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? Welcome to the Codex. We have one listener question this time, uh, and it's a, it's kind of a juicy one. Detailed. Do tell, do tell. Uh, yes, yes. Let's see. Um, goodness. Uh, here it is. Let's see, we're a little disjointed today. Uh, my, my show notes aren't up like I usually get them, so we're working with multiple devices, and also the fact that my laptop's internet has burned out has not been helping. Um, yeah, that's been a bit of an right, issue. Because I usually write them in Google Docs, and I, I can't open up a Google Doc if I don't have the internet. So, um, the question we got this week comes from our email uh, from a gentleman, I assume, named Mason. Okay. Um, I thought it Mason. This is Mason Kirksey. Let's see. Uh, or maybe it's a different Mason. It's a different contact in my email. So I'm assuming okay, it's, a it's a different Mason. Mason. But, um, Mason, uh, your question was... Whether you are same think, or different. Whether you are same or different. Um, you, it's not so much a question, so much as a dilemma, and looking for some advice on how to deal with this dilemma, but your dilemma was, my current GM is somewhat combat-focused. He has another more, more regular group that is very combat-focused, and I would like to introduce more RP into our games. The other players have appeared amenable to RP when it has occurred previously. What are some suggestions for how I, as a player, could introduce some RP storylines and set up for more RP opportunities? Obviously, discussing it with the GM is idea number one, but old habits die hard, and I'm preparing for having to take the initiative. Thanks in advance. Mason.
1: Alright, well, uh, this is a good question, Mm -hmm. (coughs) and one of the things I really like about it is that you uh, mentioned the number one answer.
0: It's true. He cut right to it.
1: Mm-hmm. We will go above and beyond that, but definitely for anyone else having this issue who hasn't already come up with this point, talk to your GM. Just that is it is going to be honestly very hard to initiate RP without an amenable GM. It's true. They're gonna if you don't, if you have a GM who's not interested in getting role play aspects into their game, they're probably gonna like try to hurry you along. Or they might try to move things to the next, even like even yeah. before you're done talking. It can get
0: right. It can get frustrating. It can
1: be difficult when you're dealing with a GM whose play style doesn't really match what you're trying to do.
0: Right. It's um. And it can, it can sometimes it can catch the GM a little off guard, and they might and some GMs might get a little defensive, and uh, their role play they might give you role play, but it'll be very curt. Uh, like and this mm-hmm. is this is bad situations where. Uh, the GM, you know, doesn't want to back down from it, doesn't want to, like, show that he's unprepared, or just wants to try and give you something, but is just not ready for it. Um, so, bringing it up with the GM is a very good first step.
1: Yes. That said, since you've already covered that, uh, you you may still need to take the initiative, even once you've talked to your GM and your GM is like, yeah, we could add some more RP, that sounds like a good idea. You're still going to have some struggles there. Mm-hmm. In that, uh, you know, you, you're going to probably need to be the player that advances the player side of RP. while Because the rest of your group, while they sound like they're interested, probably aren't going to be ready to lead the charge.
0: Mm-hmm. GMs, from a GM's perspective, love players who take initiative to help them run games. Well, I, at least this one does.
1: I hear we're quite helpful.
0: Yes, you guys are. You give me a lot of good material. Hmm whether but, uh, you intended to or
1: not. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> Taking all of my good build ideas.
0: <laughs> all of them. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: it's
0: all fair game. Jerk.
1: But uh I guess to talk a little bit more about how one could uh take the initiative. Um make sure that you play make sure everybody's aware that you're going to be trying to inject more roleplay into yeah. the situation because nobody likes to be caught off guard with roleplay. Oh, definitely. It's yeah. very difficult. And there are people who, you know, maybe if some of your players haven't done much of it before, or your fellow players may not have done a whole lot of it before, Mm -hmm. so they may be a little bit shy about it. Yeah. Or maybe even a little embarrassed, just because we all know what the stigma has been for roleplay games for ages and ages.
0: It's not good. There's always that fine line between roleplaying and roleplaying.
1: You mean R O L L? Yes. I thought I was referring to the fact that it's just considered awkward to be pretending yeah. to it shouldn't be because roleplay is a lot of fun. It's totally yes. legitimate.
0: Oh certainly, time. certainly, yeah.
1: But uh maybe you should start you could like start have your character start conversations with other characters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like uh we you know, roleplay can take even just a simple scene and make it into something really entertaining. Yes. Like, for example, one thing we did a little while ago was we were arriving in Orle, as our party, and I had made this beautiful carriage out of like you know living wood, and yeah. we were, they were all expecting this grand entrance, and uh, we felt like it should be a little bit more role play, so we, uh... all <laughs> no, right there,
0: yeah, okay, good,
1: uh, so
0: I have a good group.
1: We uh, we we decided that they were maybe having a conversation in the. Uh, Cart while they were on uh-huh. their way there and so all you hear from the, the like all the people in the alienage here is just uh, a little bit of an argument and then the sound of somebody getting slapped and then we come out looking completely dignified and one of our characters has a big red hand mark on the side of her face oh yeah and all you know all of that comes very easily for us because we're used to it but it was because somebody made a comment in character that it really kind of started to take off.
0: Yeah. it, just, it, it we, we get kind of... We have, Jill. We have, yes. Jill uh, made Jill. a comment that got away from the RPers and the characters kind of ran off with it.
1: Yep. But um, that can also happen in combat, too. Don't be afraid to role-play combat oh, yeah. because I don't know if you keep up with some of our tweets, but we've had some interesting ones for that, too.
0: Yeah, I, Again, I try to Jill. I live-tweet during our game sessions, which usually take place on Tuesday nights, uh, every other Tuesday night.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll probably
0: notice from one of our more recent ones is uh, that same player, Jill, actually tackling the boss off of the 90-foot-tall building, mm-hmm. uh, punching and screaming, took your eyes off the prize.
1: Yes, the, it's so worth it, is what we're basically trying to say. Oh, yeah. Adding role-play is very much worth it, and uh, as long as you are... Maybe, you know, helping to start the conversation and guide it. Yeah. That, you know, it's very similar to improv, honestly. It's, yes, yes. Like improv acting, improv comedy. Mm-hmm. Because you're building a scene together and you don't always know where that scene is going to go next until somebody starts to shape, you know, sort of shape the direction that you're going. Right and if you can be the person that starts that off, they may your players may feel a lot more comfortable starting to contribute to the shape of your uh, scenarios that you're role playing. Mhm. So that would be my advice is yes. start conversations in character, maybe do some silly things or describe something that you yeah. your character does every night and have uh do you know, have, have a description of something silly that they've pulled off or some sort of ridiculous mm-hmm. Anything something that's not really relevant but is very characteristic so. mm-hmm.
0: um, and from the GM side you could suggest that maybe um, while the GM is prepping his, uh, <coughs> prepping their encounters they can think of role-playing focused ways to resolve the encounters rather than having them all be combat focused uh, even if those role play uh solutions aren't necessarily very simple or very easy to do mm-hmm. um like maybe this uh maybe this Noble who you know you were expecting to have like a ballroom duel with uh maybe one of the PCs wants to like keep things uh civil so um somebody so somebody um like uh, strikes up the band so the, and a quick and a quick song and then um the other and then one of the PCs starts dancing the tordion <laughs> And that dude loves the tordion, And then it becomes a dance-off. Jill's just winning all of the points today, isn't she? Yeah. She did do that, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. She...
1: Points for Jill today.
0: <laughs> points for Jill today, yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently, uh, actually, apparently, all you have to do is follow our tweets and watch what Jill's doing.
1: Yeah. She does some interesting stuff. I'm amazed she's still alive, to be perfectly honest with Callie, not, not
0: Jill. Right, a Callian, yeah, the character, her character, Callian.
1: But yeah, it's like as I guess the GM. I think having a GM that's willing to roll with it and mm-hmm. even yes. scrap a combat if it means yeah. a hilarious or really meaningful roleplay mm-hmm. exchange. Yes. Being able to occasionally let that happen would be a really good thing for a GM to be able to do.
0: Definitely, and um, if the GM does seem a little, and they, we can, we can get a little peeved if we spend, you know, like. Six hours building this super awesome combat. Uh, we get all the stats down. We've got a bunch of uh, hazards and traps ready to go. and We read all the spells and how it works. And then the players get a little clever and sidestep the con- uh, con- uh, the combat with uh, a couple of well placed words, or maybe uh, a clever ruse, or a trap, or, or even just one well placed spell. Um, remind your GM that they don't that uh, even if a combat doesn't necessarily get used. The players don't have to necessarily know that the numbers you're using for the next fight were the numbers that you were going to use for the last one.
1: Yep. We don't get to see yeah. what's behind that screen. We don't Correct. know.
0: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Your GM can. It's it's not cheating. It's called GM Fiat.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this would just be recycling.
0: Also, yeah, it's just recycling. Yeah. There we go. We're being responsible. Yeah. With our RP materials.
1: RP eco-friendly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. So, um, of course, you hit it on the na- you hit the nail on the head, and it's pretty much going to follow uh, everything you're gonna do. All that other advice, definitely let folks know what's coming first, and let's say let them know what you want to do, and then it, and then just start adding, just start adding more in, and it should it should work out just great. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the question, Mason.
1: Yep, good question.
0: It's a good one. All right, well. We'll, uh, why don't we'll, uh, close the Codex, and I think we're gonna open our books to, let's see, oh, and you know what, I should probably have our, our long...
1: Yep, gotta lineup.
0: do it. I gotta do it. So I got a plug, shameless plug, um, thank you for listening to the Codex. If you have any questions about the Dragon Age RPG, any questions of any kind, you can ask about lore, you can ask about mechanics, you can ask about campaign building, um, Anything you'd like to know, send a message to Podcast at com. You can send us a message through our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+, Plus, or SoundCloud accounts. Or you can send a personal message to Cut the Protector on the Green Ronin Forums. That's me.
1: There you go. I was waiting for that part. <laughs> it's
0: going to feel weird if I don't do it.
1: It would.
0: Anyway, so, we'll close our codexes, and we'll open our books to the dissonant verses.
1: Do you ever wonder what lies at the edges of the map, past the seas? No. I think we have enough to worry about on this continent. Uh, of course, but...
0: <sighs> Welcome to the Dissonant Versus, our fan creation spotlight. Uh, we've got some cool ones on here. Uh, some folks on the forums at Green Ronin have been very busy. I've actually got uh, contributors from two users on the forums right now. Uh, the first one is comes from a thread called Dragon Age Character Stats, and the, st- the red w- thread was started by... A as it's Ellervelve, I believe. Allurvelve? Allurvelve. Ellervelve. Um well the Intrepid Ellervelve went through Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, uh, and even the Awakening expan- and even the Awakening Expansion and made stats for all of the main companion characters. Most of them are level ten. Um, the characters who show up in multiple games are level thirteen. It's pretty nice, and I have, I've gone through these myself, uh, they've got them for all the companions from Origins, uh, Alistair, Morgan, Zevran, Shale, Win, Dog. Dog. Yeah, Dog's a Ta-
1: Tagged as Heroic Mabari.
0: Heroic Mubari. Dog's pretty cool. And then they go through, uh they get like, Nathaniel and Valana and uh, Sigrun from Dragon Age Awakening, uh, and then we move on to Dragon Age 2 with Carver, it's Aveline, Varric... Uh, Isabella, everybody, and we goes through everyone. Let's see, Ellerville, um, I believe, has mentioned that um, they've got the stats or they've got um, some rough work for the Dragon Age Inquisition characters, but hasn't quite gotten to it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, intends, I believe, intends to add them later. Uh, so we even. certainly
1: hope so. We like yes. what we've seen so
0: far, and also included their um, their canon, their see uh, their save file. Uh, Warden and uh, Champion of Kirkwall. I don't believe they've added their Inquisitor.
1: No, that's all probably still part of the work. Right.
0: Uh, but, uh, Allorvelve is not the only one who has been working hard on making stuff. Um, following on Alarvel's heels uh, is another, let's see, forum member named Icarus. Icarus. Thank has... you for
1: picking a name that is recognizable that we can pronounce. <laughs>
0: Yes, I mean. And if
1: you tell us your name is pronounced Icarus, I'm just going to cry. So, yes. But it's Icarus.
0: So, uh, Icarus started a collection of builds. Um, actually, went and started out, a couple of the folks that uh, Allervell missed, uh, like uh, Loghain Maktir, King mm-hmm. Kalen of Ferelden, Balin yeah. Um, And even went to like some of the characters from the Witch Hunt DLC, Ariane and Finn, and even started out Dog uh, for Witch Hunt. A different um, dog? Uh, let's see what well, same dog, just now is epic instead of Ooh, instead, epic of, level instead dog. of heroic Mabari. Um the actually even went to the web series Dragon Age Redemption and made stats for Talus, Cairn, Josmail, and Nairi, the heroes from that adventure. Uh and even added the Herlock Dragon Tamer from that's, uh from 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 Awakening.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, like really went into it, and and, and even made um, stat blocks for uh, the six origins, and I, like the uh, the official art that Dragon Age, um, or that they had for Dragon Age Origins, they it's, um, like the quotes that went with them. They actually made stats for the people who appeared in that art, and it's it's pretty pretty baller. They got the city elf Calion Tab- <laughs> Tabris.
1: Calian,
0: that's funny. I know, right?
1: City of Calian <laughs> works for me. Isn't
0: that weird? Nadia Broska, Aiden Kusland, who I believe was your warden. Uh, let's see. Durin, was it their warden? I'm sorry, no, not, it was Ellerveld's. Uh, I was think. Was that
1: their warden? Or is that just their, I think, uh, uh, I is think, that just the base for It might be. The it, human might, noble? It,
0: it might be. Um, maybe I'm crazy. Because Kusland is obviously. Right. Kusland, You can't yes. really do anything about Kusland. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I got stats here for Logan. Logan, see, these are these are pretty legit stats, and um, so I like them. I think they're really cool. And uh, if you see, if you guys like these, you can of course use them. They're set at level ten, most of them, which I think is a good stay, good good place for them to be. Solid place. Yeah, it shows that they're distinguished characters, but doesn't necessarily have them overtake your PCs. Mm. And these will be good uh, holdovers until Faces of Thetis comes out. And even then, when Faces of Thetis comes out, if you don't necessarily want those stats, you like these, you can use them instead. Yeah. It's Um, just extra information to have. It's just more stuff. More stuff to have. More stuff Mm -hmm. tends to be good stuff. Yes. And this is good stuff. Mm -hmm. And while we will all be looking for Faces of Thetis, thank you, Alarvelve, and thank you, Icarus, for your hard guys' hard work. Um, these These are excellent. I like them. Uh, so, thank you so much for your hard work. We'll be posting links to these respective forums where these stats are being kept on our blog, and so you, uh, so the rest of you can check them out and see what you think and see how uh, how you'd like to use them. But thank you, Ellervelv. Thank you, Icarus. We appreciate all your hard work.
1: Let's thank say, you much.
0: Yes, we'll also place them on our resources for your game pi- page on our blog. One is com. and if you <laughs> and if you'd like to let us know about some custom Dragon Age RPG content, or even send us your own, send a message to Podcast at gmail dot com. Send it through our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Plus, or SoundCloud accounts, or send a personal message to Cut the Protector on the Green Running forums. That's me. No,
1: I thought no. I'd mix it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's that's the. It's that's, not me. It's not. It's still him. Right. It
1: didn't stop being him.
0: I mean, it's cool. I mean, it I mean, can, it's, it's been can, a fun
1: fifteen minutes. But can, I'm pretty it, sure it yeah. hasn't changed since the last time we said it.
0: It can be whoever. I mean, be whoever, whatever, I mean, jeez. Whatever in junk. Scoff. Hmm. Well, I suppose... Uh, Just keeping things interesting. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hmm. Um. Well, well, let's get into a really interesting topic while we're at it. Um, because we've got to talk about the spirit healer specialization. This is our main topic for today. Is it fate or change? So you're a spirit healer that's fun, I mean right, <laughs> yeah, I mean you might obviously a, you might be a little biased because you've been doing it since level six.
1: It's a lot of fun okay
0: <laughs> you 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 wear it very well
1: I try it's got its issues, and I will definitely want to talk about those, mm-hmm. but there is something definitely to be said for at least one of the major abilities of the spirit healer i'm very, very fond of what this class brings to the table, or what this specialization brings to the table. Yes, and it is not—it is certainly not the most powerful, but one of like one particular spell is quite useful. Mm-hmm. And there are—I mean—and actually, more than we've made some good use out of just about everything that this true. particular I think specialization. If has you to didn't offer. take
0: this spec. The party probably would have died a couple times by now.
1: That is actually probably true.
0: It's, yes.
1: Everyone w- might be dead by now. Me
0: included. So, um, what is a spirit healer?
1: A spirit healer is a mage who has made contact, w- or can make contact, with multiple uh, spirits of, sort of, like, benevolent spirits. Mm-hmm. Spirits of faith, spirits of compassion, the uh, the more virtue aligned mm-hmm. spirits, and they, with these spirits, they make a pact that they get some. Uh, they sort of allow a bit of a partial possession, I guess you would say.
0: Kinda, yeah. It's a little abominationy, but really, but not it's not like that abomination. It's like the good kind
1: of abomination. Right. But when the spirit and the mage are both inhabiting the body, then they can perform feats of creation magic that are far beyond what oh, yeah. the mage could otherwise do by themselves.
0: Yeah. So spirit healers are, are uh, mages who have kind of looked into the art of calling or summoning spirits, as you mm-hmm. said. Benevolent spirits, or at least more benign spirits than the ones, than the ones who people usually call demons. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: by nature, they generally actually have to have a significant amount of, a, of one of those virtues mm-hmm. otherwise they're not going to attract that kind of spirit in the first place right so it'd be pretty hard to be a huge jerk and be a spirit healer
0: right it's true um becoming a spirit healer is not necessarily a very simple thing to do uh because no. um it's it's it can be a destiny thing or it can be a hard work thing uh or sometimes it can be an accident um Oops. But um, the spirit healer is adept at calling good spirits who are willing to help them um, cast more powerful healing magic. Uh, they, they'll call out to benevolent ones, but there's always... But um, it's also kind of carries with it the danger of... of it's
1: the, risky business. Oh,
0: yeah. It carries with it that exact same danger that anybody who is reaching across the veil carries, in that uh, while you're calling out to good spirits, not necessarily only good spirits are listening.
1: Exactly. And uh, many, like really are the most iconic spirit healer, obviously, is Win. Oh, yeah. And she has one particular spirit that she works with. Mm-hmm. But that is not the assumption being made by the uh, RPG. Yes. As it turns out, my character has a similar setup with a specific spirit. That was a lot of alliteration, and I really yeah. enjoyed saying it. But uh, she has... A uh, similar setup, but not all mages do. In fact, usually when you go into what's called spirit mode, which we'll probably talk about here in a minute, yes, you are looking, f- sort of calling out for any spirits that happen to match what you're looking to do. Yes. And it would be very possible in that particular situation for, oh, I don't know, say a pride demon or a desire demon to be like, hey, I'll, I'll help you. You'll be the very best healer that ever was. Or, I'll help you. I know how much you want to do this. And next thing you know, you're all possessed in junk, and then you're a real abomination. So there's a definite level of risk to be, to be mm. considered with the spirit healer.
0: Definitely. A lot of spirit healers consider the risks to be worth it, because it's totally sa- it. it saves lives. It's pretty cool. It saves it, many lives.
1: And I'll get into this later, but it does not scale well. That is one major issue with mm-hmm. the Spirit Healer is if you're going into high levels, talk with your GM about finding ways to boost the abilities because they do mm-hmm. not scale with level right. at all.
0: We'll talk about the talent, and we'll we can talk about how how it does not scale well, and how mm-hmm. and how and some possible how we suggestions. perhaps
1: yeah. help to resolve it.
0: Yeah. So. Um, what so? What are the? So of course, this is a mage specialization. You need magic to do this kind of thing. Um, you have to be able to reach across the veil. Can't have a warrior or a rogue doing it, although you can get them good at chirurgy. Um, so to become a spirit healer, you all it requires is that you have a communication and a magic of three or higher. You have to be able to talk. This you have to be able to entice the spirits to come over to your side and help you out. Um, and of course, have a powerful command of magic. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, magic three is going to be a spe- requirement for all your specializations. Hopefully, by level six at least. You please gotta... have a
1: magic of three if you are a mage and you're level please. six.
0: Yes, please. Do that.
1: Try real hard. Make sure you get there.
0: Yes. Um, so, once you take the talent, uh, the novice degree means that you enter uh, what is since you first learn the spirit healer spell group heal.
1: Now that is
0: the big. That's the big one. The bread and butter.
1: It's funny because, you know, it's the one you get as a novice. Mm-hmm. But, in my opinion, that's the one that you really wanted the class for, or you wanted the specialization for. Definitely. And we've gotten some serious use out of uh, one of the other spells mm-hmm. on here. But that is the one that really matters. Because, especially in, like, low to mid, you know, 6 to 10, being able to heal everyone in as part of a single major action can be extremely <laughs> oh, helpful
0: yeah. uh-huh that can that can be the difference between victory and defeat mm-hmm. being able being that efficient it's it's pretty it's pretty sweet um now of course to use group heal and other spells that have the spirit healer specialization requirement you have to enter what is called summoning mode yeah Uh, This requires an activate action, and you have to make a target number 14 magic spirit test. If you fail this test, and roll three of the same number on that failed test, you have to roll on the magical mishaps table.
1: Yeah, try not to do that.
0: Correct. Some of those aren't so bad because you're not spending mana to enter the mode, so... Some of
1: them mean you are... Some of them... Effectively getting harrowed right now. Yeah. And by some of them, I mean one of them.
0: Yeah. You have a solid
1: one in six chance... Of the wrong
0: dealing friend. with possession hmm.
1: if you if you fail and roll triples, yes, if you've got a high enough magic like at this point for me, yeah. I have to roll three ones for this saying, to be a problem At seventeenth
0: level you're you're pretty good, but yeah. that's where you probably should be anyway,
1: yeah, if I roll three ones, then I have this problem, yes, but when you start out, it's not necessarily gonna be quite that rare. So it, it again, it does carry with it a significant amount of risk.
0: It does, um, but assuming that you succeed this test, you enter summoning mode and you can use spirit here spirit healer spells as long as you stay in that summoning mode, uh, and you can end them up with another activate action which releases the spirit back whence it came.
1: Yeah, and now it says you can do it indefinitely, but from a roleplay perspective, yes, you would probably be hard pressed to find a place that's going to be like any sort of nation or even city or town that's going to be extremely comfortable with you walking around with the spirit as part of you yeah. it doesn't specify that there's any physical change but it seems odd that there might that that, that there would not be right
0: or at least there, there's gonna be some kind of like aura about you you're gonna be glowing a little bit mm-hmm. maybe kind of like with anders going a little bit of vengeance your eyes start to glow a bit Or um, maybe there's just kind of like this wind and there's these sparklies around you. And that, well, it looks pretty benign to a trained eye, to a regular person. That's pretty, they don't know what you're up to. It's kind of wiggy.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit Creepy.
0: Yeah. Or you know,
1: downright terrifying if you're in uh, any of the right, particularly anti-magic parts of Thetis.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's going to be mostly up to the GM. GM how, discretion. How it looks when you enter enter summoning mode, but yeah. it's worth considering. And
1: if your GM says it doesn't look like anything at all, then feel free to stay in it all the time. But uh. we generally figure that it probably looks like something. Yeah. You you're not becoming a real abomination, but you've got a spirit. In your body, yeah, there's probably some sort of outer sign.
0: And a lot of Templars don't really care what you summon that spirit for. They don't know that it's not a demon masquerading as a benevolent spirit. Demons are liars.
1: Yeah. Also, Templars tend to just if you're if you're manifesting weird glowy stuff, they're probably gonna have a problem with it.
0: Yeah, you might might have some explaining to do. Yes. With so, them Templars, just be careful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The
1: journeyman level is not quite as cool, in my opinion. But you gain revival, which is not bad.
0: It's not a bad spell. It's, it's one of those it's spells. It's not great. You're, you're going to want it when you need it.
1: Actually, no. No?
0: You not don't think really. So?
1: My major issue with revival is that it is way more failable than heal. And the only time you can use it is when someone is dying. And if someone is dying, you really do not want to take the risk mm-hmm. of casting something that you could feasibly fail. At this point in my career, mm-hmm. for example, the target number is 14. Right. That is very difficult for me to mess up. I need to yeah. roll a 3 or a 4 to fail that, I think. Something like that.
0: What is But the, back when
1: I started, yeah. like, you know, when I had got that at level 8, mm-hmm. it was a much higher number mm-hmm. to Herpeel's of a, a chance to... Yeah, but group heal isn't something you have to. You can only cast when someone is dying. It's true. Revival. If you fail to cast it, there's a significant chance that a) you're not going to heal your dying party member,
0: mm-hmm. and b)
1: they're going to get killed by something during that round because mo- this is Dragon Age. Things are going to notice when somebody is lying there dying, and they're going to finish them off.
0: Mm-hmm. So it. I mean, it's it's a pretty juicy heal. Ten plus Constitution plus Magic. But not not their constitution and your magic when you cast the spell.
1: It's a juicy heal, but it's also very difficult to justify if you can't guarantee that you can use it. That's why I don't like it very much.
0: Mm -hmm. You could always, like, I guess, like, ready to cast the spell if you know that your party member is going to go down.
1: Uh, Even then, doesn't that change where you go in the initiative?
0: Um, Not in Dragon Age.
1: Oh, I get my games mixed
0: up. We play play a couple games, so sometimes they bleed over into each other.
1: Yeah, but I think that heal is generally the Mm -hmm. stronger choice, or Mm -hmm. really the strongest choice would probably be like Rejuvenate, because Mm -hmm. then they can just keep, you know, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Literally, Mm -hmm. for five or six rounds, or seven rounds, depends on your magic.
0: I mean, heal only gives you like a d6 plus mana, but a d6 per mana point you spend
1: but heal is much less likely to fail. It's true. Which means that you're going to get And as long as they have even one hit point, then as the you know, their next hit isn't going to kill them. Right. It can't. Cuz they're PCs. Mhm. Which is what makes heal the really the better choice in this case. So revival, I'm not the hugest fan. It's okay. I think I've used it all of once.
0: Mhm. You well at the same time you are you are a good enough healer that no one gets to the dying state very often.
1: Are you kidding me? Callion gets to the dying state well, all the time. She's already
0: got rejuvenate on herself. Well, oh, so. that's true. It so she's getting back up right. So she always gets back at what D d six on her turn. So she's always waking up uh, <laughs> from the brink of death and then getting knocked down again and then waking up from the brink of death on well, her see, turn. That, again. that
1: works out better than <laughs> trying to cast revival.
0: Hmm. I mean, in that when that like half round where she's where she's jumping back in and out of consciousness I mean revival's a pretty juicy heal maybe maybe you folks will use it more but um, yes
1: just be careful because that would be the major issue and there's no bringing mm-hmm. people back in dragon age Yeah. so if you think you can mm-hmm. cast revival you best not roll poorly because your friend's life probably depends on you successfully casting that spell Right. and, and then, I have terrible uh, luck with rolls so I don't like to take that chance fair
0: enough and then the master degree, you, life ward. You, yes, you get now. The, life
1: ward can be used quite effectively if used correctly, mm-hmm. and also depends on your GM. The uh, it says that uh, it lasts for it lasts for an entire encounter, depending on how you how your GM sort of defines an encounter, mm-hmm. or in, like as an event then life ward can be extremely useful. For example, yeah. our GM here mm-hmm. has been rather lenient in that regard and allowed me to use it while we were like before we got onto this parade where we knew we were going to be attacked. Right. So we, we were on this float in this parade waiting to be attacked, but I gave everybody
0: Life Ward before yeah. we started. It's um, a little ward of mystic energy that you put in oh, I you forgot boop, to say what it does. Right. You yeah. boop somebody with it and it kinda sticks with them for a while. It waits. Um and when their hit points hit ten, when their health hits ten or lower, oh they, below ten, yes, below ten during the encounter when which you bestow it, it they immediately regain two d six health. Just boom. It, it only works once per casting, and it ends at the encounter if not triggered. So it's a it's a nice little uh, I guess like buffer.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very nice if you know you're about to go into something nasty, and you know that there are people who are going to be attacking you. It can be extremely useful. Yes. I think, honestly, it probably wouldn't be too broken if it were a set and forget, like, kind of thing. That it, it, like, If it cost more, it probably wouldn't be absolutely game-breaking if you had it as a set or forget that you could cast at the beginning of, like, a couple hours or something.
0: Yeah. And, you know, some GMs may be like, and the, the encounter is the next couple hours. Yes. Imagine. Some GMs are cool like that. Yeah. So perfectly, I think it's perfectly within reason. It's yeah. not like it's not a it's not it's a, a high it's,
1: target number, yeah. and
0: it's, it's target number sixteen.
1: It's not low,
0: not low. If you I mean, it's right a, now, if, if you right, if you put a, if you've put a lot of if you've invested a lot in it, like you have by now, with you got like a set of magic. And did you take the second? Did you bump your, your uh, focus for
1: Uh, creation? No, I creation? bumped my okay. spirit focus because okay. that's where all my really high
0: target numbers right. Are. You still got plus nine to cast creation spells, though. Oh, yeah. So, you're you're sitting pretty. You're sitting very pretty. Um, But, yeah, be careful with them. It goes for for most magic, I think. Yeah,
1: but life ward is a good Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, definitely. So, and of course, you can only cast group heal, revival, and life ward while you are in summoning mode,
1: which Mm -hmm. means you
0: will have to activate summoning mode before you can actually cast those spells on people, Mm -hmm. which some folks might not take too kindly to, but Sometimes you can get it off while you're in secret, like step inside a barn, so enter something mode, cast the spell, cast life ward, walk out of barn.
1: Yeah, being a uh, being an apostate and having the specialization <laughs> can be difficult, as uh-huh. I can tell you from personal experience. It's not. It's not unlike being that sort of Superman-esque hero. We have to go change in a phone booth, right, and hope for the best. <laughs> There's a little untrue. bit of that that comes with it, not no not matter untrue. what you do. But uh, th- it is a rather bare bones specialization hmm. in that it really only gives you three spells hmm. and nice spells. the ability to use them. They are good spells. The big th- the big draw here, though, is probably um, group heal. It's a it's Cause a because this is I, as I I believe the only way in the game like this is the only possible way in the game to provide healing to more than one person.
0: I guess there's mass rejuvenation, but that's okay. A pretty yeah. late game.
1: Mass Rejuvenate, which comes with an insanely high target number and can cost you, like, if I, if I use all of the, uh, if I want to get every target that I possibly can, right. it costs me 74 mana. And that's with the reduction for being, for having the creation
0: <laughs> well, How many people are you getting with that one? <laughs> uh, equal oh, twice, to twice, your, your, twice magic your magic score. score so easy, if I want to hit 14
1: right. people, it costs me like 75 mana. Ooh, yeah. It's absurdly expensive. Mm-hmm. But other, and also that one only heals 1d6, and it does it a lot, but yeah. I have that spell. 1d6 is a good spell. Yeah. But it's not going to have the same punch that uh, group heal has, and it's definitely not going to be something that you can cast as mm-hmm. early. Right. For a long time, the only thing that's really going to provide any sort of group amount of healing is,
0: mm-hmm. well, group heal. Of course, rejuvenation, mass rejuvenation, <laughs> and uh, master rejuvenation also make good, uh, like set, and, like set and forgets, like really early in the encounter when no one's taking a lot of damage. Yet. Oh yeah, you can put the rejuvenation if on. if you've got
1: a high enough magic.
0: Yes, you need a high enough right. magic, and that does be, gonna that is gonna. Eat they do enough. need
1: to have taken some damage, otherwise, it, hmm. you're just adding stuff to nothing.
0: Yet. Right. I mean, it doesn't take them up over their maximum, of course, but um,
1: but they are useful. They're very good. Yeah. If I if I suspect that, say, I don't know, my glass cannon rogue friend, everything is jailed today but uh my glass cannon rogue friend is about to go down in flames then i can cast rejuvenate and that works out well again better than revival
0: but we never have to worry about uh Caitlin's well, character
1: but if i yeah but if i did have to and sometimes i actually do hmm. that's when i'm glad i have group heal cuz there are a lot of things that can hurt everybody in the party a lot all at once all at once and Group heal can be very helpful for taking the edge off of that. Uh, I think a major difference that, as regards healing, that this game has that other games do not, is that you can't be taken below zero. Yes. You can't go from full to dead in a round. That's not possible with this game.
0: Yeah. You and can't that be struck dead.
1: And that can change the value of healing slightly. Mm. Like, I know, and it's, I mean, mathematically, you're not going to be able to keep up with healing with group heal, or keep up with damage with group heal. Mm -hmm. That said, you are going to be able to mitigate some of the damage with group heal, and given the fact that healing is such an uncommon thing, and that, you know, these, just the way that the healing, the way that healing works in this game, and the way that damage works in this game... Makes it a bit more of a viable strategy. Hmm. And you also want to combine it with some other stuff, like you know, right. knocking people around with spirit magic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mind blasting folks so that they're not hurting your friends. I love mind blast. I love it so much. Barriers. Tele- or
1: telekinetic weapons.
0: Yes. Casting force field. Uh, telekinetic weapons to just destroy the other enemies. You and, become uh, the
1: primary damage dealer without <laughs> with, while casting a single spell. You're the primary damage yeah, dealer. All we'll,
0: we'll get into that when we take the, the spirit it's magic beautiful. episode.
1: But, uh, yeah, I think it's worth it if you want to play that kind of character. If you Mm -hmm. really want to be somebody who heals and provides that sort of... uh,
0: The security. Yeah, the
1: security, that safety net for Mm -hmm. players. And there is the psychology of it as well. Knowing that someone can heal you makes people more likely to want to take risks with their characters. Because they know that there's somebody there who can probably bring them back if they do something stupid. Valor! Which, which means that they tend to go out and do crazier things, and they have more fun, and then you have more fun because you're being useful. So the numbers aren't always the most important thing in the world.
0: It's true. So, um, we'll get to a bit more of the story side of what a spirit healer is, and what you might be doing, um... So, iconic spirit healers, folks who are spirit healers from the Dragon Age series. Obviously, there's Win.
1: She is the big one.
0: She is the obviously. quintessential spirit healer. I want to say. be
1: Win when I grow up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> True story. Uh-huh. Um Dragon Age Origins Awakening Anders had the spirit healer specialization and in Dragon Age 2, uh now that he's fused with Vent with uh with uh, Justice who eventually starts slowly becoming Da-da-da-da. somebody else. Yeah, um, other things that happen. There's a uh, and see, but you know he's also still kind of working as a spirit healer. Uh his spe- his spec kind of lets him jump back and forth between a more damage dealing kind of mage or a healing kind of mage, but he still he still functions as a spirit healer. Um the character uh, sketch from Dragon Age Origins Leliana Song DLC had the spirit healer or had the spirit healer specialization.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sketch was fun and then there was Tug and uh Leliana and they all got it, they got to some wacky hijinks well, there you go. Let's see. Uh, Finn from Dragon Age Origins DLC Witch Hunt also had the Spirit Healer specialization. He was cool, a card. Cool. Um, and then I mean, we found a couple that were not necessi- that we don't know if they were confirmed or if they were just yeah. kind of speculation. Yeah, I don't know
1: for sure. I feel like with Spirit Healer, mm-hmm. you generally
0: you can tell. You
1: can tell. It's one of those. It's one of those particular types of magic that is very distinctive, I yeah. think. Just being good at healing doesn't necessarily mean that you have the spirit healer archetype. It's true. You're going to know. Hmm. Because they're going to talk about, you know, getting possessed. And right.
0: Like, but we, we've heard that uh, it's potential, but uh, we had not really seen or, or read any uh, uh, obvious indication that they were, in fact, spirit healers, but...
1: Maybe yeah, the like, potential uh, to become
0: them? Uh, yeah. If
1: you've seen the origin story movie for Cassandra,
0: Dawn of, Dawn the, of Seeker. the Seeker, fun. it's a lot of fun. It's you fun. check it out.
1: But um, there's been suspicion that perhaps Regalion, who is one of the characters in it, we I really like him, he's funny, Yeah. but uh, that he is in fact a uh,
0: spirit, healer. spirit healer. He did say that he is uh, <laughs> not very good at battle magic and very gifted with healing magic, mm-hmm. but... It could also just be that he's really good at healing magic and not necessarily a spirit healer. He's just
1: kind of a nice dude.
0: He seems like he could have become a spirit healer after the movie.
1: That is very possible. Well, now you've just spoiled the movie. You don't know if now everybody knows he makes it through the movie.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's fair. It is a Dragon Age. It is a thing. It's still a good movie. You should check it out. You should. It's super fun. Cassandra has no chill.
1: No, yeah, you think Cassandra has no chill in the game? Yeah. Cassandra has no chill no in chill. the movie. Uh-huh. This is where Cassandra learns chill.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there is, uh, I think there was some speculation, I'm not sure, 100%, uh, because I've, this character shows up in two of the novels and later in Dragon Age Inquisition, assuming that you go to help the mages. Uh, but uh, Fiona, Grand Enchanter Fiona, formerly Grey Warden Fiona.
1: Yes, Let's not go too much into her hmm. stuff.
0: Yeah. The, she's shown to do some healing magic, and you don't really see what she does in Inquisition, so maybe? It's possible. She shows up in Dragon Age, uh, The Calling, the, the the novel. She shows up, I believe, a little bit in Asunder, and of course shows up in Inquisition, and I, 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 I'm i reading through Asunder right now. It's really cool. I haven't seen her yet. Let's Let's keep on track. Keep on track. Um so oh,
1: and uh, where did you find
0: I found most of these on the Dragon Age Wiki. That's where I, I, I got a lot or I got okay. most of them.
1: Well, thank you, Dragon Age Wiki, for thank laying it all Age up Wiki. for us so that we could yeah, talk about
0: it. You folks give me a lot of give me a, uh, give me a lot of boosties, a lot of a lot of work, a lot of extra stuff. Especially mm-hmm. when I want to talk about um like uh moving stuff from the video games over to the tabletop game. Good, good. But um, one of the things that we could bring up is possible conflicts of being a spirit healer.
1: We actually think I already did yeah, that part. Yeah, we did. You're gonna. People are going to see that you are kind of getting possessed, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to have a bit of a uh-huh. pitchforky response. Torches.
0: Tem- Templars. Templars. Templar torches. It's a bad
1: scene. Just be careful again. Templars with
0: torches. Just be careful.
1: But to unlock the specialization... This is one of those that you could do. Yeah, really any number of ways. Yeah, the GM can kind of help you set that up. Like you could be training under somebody who can show you how to do it. Yes, you could come into contact with another with a spirit who wants to work with you, and you agree to work with them. That's pretty much how I did it. Hmm. And or you could very accidentally and kind of desperately somehow there's some sort of ridiculous. Veil tearing incident wherein this spirit ends up inside you, and you're doing super cool healing now. Weird. Funny how that happens. This is one of those specializations that is very simple. Uh, f- when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, how can I bring? How can I make my character have this? Just about any way you feel like. Yeah. It's. It's vague enough that you can do just about whatever you want. Yeah,
0: it's wide, and its applications are wide enough, so yeah. so which means we can get as many spirit healers and many parties as we can, which is good, because I mean, people are going to live. It is very helpful for keeping people alive. People are going to live. Um, then was, we were going to ask, uh, do any other specs complement this one? Do any oppose or contradict it? Yes. Yes. Um,
1: well, you know, there is Blood Mage. You, you get more mana... You get, do more stuff.
0: Get more mana to cast all them healing spells you're throwing out.
1: Of course, you had that is another one of those that can be difficult because, you know, Dragon Age certainly doesn't have any sort of alignment components. Hmm. But if there's anything even remotely resembling it, I would guess that it would be Spirit Healer, because bit, the moment yeah. you start to act like a jerk, you know, if you've got a spirit with you, that spirit could very well be corrupted into a demon uh-huh. or. They may just not even be interested in you after that. These these are spirits of particular virtues, and if you end up lacking that virtue or corrupting that virtue into something less virtuous, you're going to see the same thing happen with the spirits that are helping you. It's true. Which is going to very quickly end your ability to do things yes. like heal people. So, Blood Mage might work for a while,
0: <laughs>
1: and then it might not work so well if you Maybe get not. You know, power hungry. Right, so.
0: yeah. Just got to... Got to keep a handle on that. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, arcane
0: Warrior. You're, uh, uh, if you're an Arcane Warrior, you're probably m- focusing more on the combat side of yeah. beating people up.
1: Spirit Magic is good. Spirit Healer, not 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 so good for you.
0: Right, right. Um, force Mage, Shapeshifter, and Keeper work well enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, shapeshifter would be quite strong in some ways simply because that's all creation, so mm. it all works off yeah. the same talent. Yeah, yeah. However, that said, I don't know that you can actually cast spells while you are a bear. I don't
0: think so. I don't you know, think you can cast bear spells. Here. Let's see. Uh, I think no, you can't speak or cast spells while you're in shapeshift. Yeah, if, when you're shape, when you're changing your shape. Such, you
1: know, such an unbalancing feature would mm-hmm. would be right. Like, Being I, able to, it would be unbearable. no uh... No nah, nah, nat. Nah, nah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm great. Sure. That's what that was. So, Force Mage. um, (laughs) It's spirit magic.
1: I think Force Mage would be a very strong combination with this one.
0: Hmm. Makes you the controller mage.
1: Yeah, if it had been appropriate to the character, if I were trying to max out the character that I'm currently playing, Force Mage probably would have been the other specialization that she would have taken.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Because that, you know, you get... The very, a really good solid amount of offense and debuff and support yeah. from sp- spirit magic. I love spirit magic.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, Force Mage really goes into that and provides you with some new opportunities for stuff to do. <laughs> and that is a really nice sort of duality with the very support based spirit healer. Mm-hmm. So the two of them together would be quite strong. Keeper is nice with it. It's not particularly, they don't really. Have a whole lot of synergy, but they don't get in each other's way at all. Yeah, yeah. The only one of the downsides I have noticed is that uh, there's very little to either uh, to either specialization. They're effectively just getting a couple of like a couple of spells. Now, granted, some of them are really cool spells. One of them. Uh, once we get you talking a little bit about it, but uh, mm-hmm. one of them <laughs> is one that they don't actually officially give you with the keeper talent, but that you have to re- read, you have to read and find that you can only take <laughs> as a keeper because it requires mm-hmm. ensnare.
0: We can talk about that when we. Need but, a yeah, well, I've been
1: talking about bopping around through stone for a while, so uh-huh. that's pretty much it. But the uh, the wrath of the elven ability is cool. It is, however, primal, so you will have to deal you know do a little bit with that yeah. you'll have to deal with the fact that it's a different magic uh school mm-hmm. and thus requires a different talent to really specialize in but i found the two of them to be fairly synergistic yeah and i think being able to use uh stone's throw mm-hmm. and teleport through things like stone it can be very useful and probably will be very useful when i need to get two different people to provide them with things like support and healing. yes that's true <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and then finally there's necromancer which also We're has like a probably
1: going to be problematic.
0: There's a thematic choice your spirit is very like, going to be very likely to leave you because necromancer is all about pulling spirits from around you and and kind of using them as weapons. Uh, using that so cuz you like a death siphon and you get and you get access to things like spirit mark where you ask spirits to go attack people which mm-hmm. is kind of counterintuitive to the idea of the spirit healer.
1: Yeah, it would be a difficult sell. Mm-hmm. I could see somebody going for a uh especially from a crunch standpoint, uh-huh. a like master of spirits kind of deal, you can use them to heal or to harm. It's difficult thematically to make that work mm-hmm. because that's a bit well, for one, it's a bit cheesy, isn't it? The I am the I am the harming and the healing of the spirits. I was like, but spirits don't really like that. I'm yeah. sure somebody could make it work. I'm sure with the right mm-hmm. amount of
0: maybe they role like,
1: play and backstory and GM talking, I'm sure you could mm-hmm. probably pull it off.
0: Maybe there's spirits that they call with like spirit and lingering mark, or like spirits of valor.
1: Oh, Spirits who revel, who
0: revel in valorous combat? Who aren't necessarily, you know, mean spirits. They could certainly be corrupted to something like uh, spirits of rage violence or rage. Yeah. Things like that. But, I mean, it could be cool. Necromant spirit healer makes him a necromancer.
1: Yeah, I mean, give us if you give it a try, tell us how it works. Yes. Of course, you have to be pretty high level to All right. mix any of these things.
0: Um, I sometimes like to look at whether a specialization is race or region specific, and mm-hmm. this one really isn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, prerequisite: be a mage. Don't be a huge jerk. <laughs> don't be a huge jerk. That's literally all that. It's kind of it. Mage, not
0: jerk. Yeah, that's not necessarily race or region specific. Yep. Although you're probably going to find fewer spirit healers in Tventer.
1: Actually, yes, to I be would fair. say that. <laughs> To enter is much more about power and mm-hmm. about being able to amass more personal power. Yes. And spirit, spirit healing really, really doesn't help with that.
0: Mm-hmm. There are a lot of primalists up there. Being able to shoot lightning out of your fingers is makes a statement. Um. So, uh, if you are going to be going spirit healer, a couple of suggestions for things like <laughs> focuses and talents. Um. Uh, Obviously, all of your spirit healer spells are creation spells, so taking the magic creation focus is, is a must. Probably something you were going to be doing already. It's so.
1: it's something you will need.
0: Yeah, bump it up when you hit level eleven, as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get by just fine without it. it.
1: Depends on what you're doing. It's helpful to bump it. Make sure you at least have the focus. Yes. For me, I I eventually re- I realized that there were other things that I desperately needed that bump in. It's true. The creation spell DCs tend to not, or not DCs target numbers tend to not go as high as those of other schools. Yeah. So you can generally get away with just the focus. But if you know, if you're like me and you have terrible die rolls, and unlike me, you're willing to you know protect yourself from them in all ways, okay. then maybe you should consider advancing that talent at eleven.
0: Yeah. Let's see, uh, magic spirit. The focus magic spirit is thematically appropriate, and spirit spells are useful anyway.
1: I mean, spirit is just like a, uh, I have a special. School. I have a soft spot in my heart for creation magic, but if we're being real, spirit magic is probably the best school.
0: It's a really solid school.
1: It's just. It's
0: got a little. It's just good. It's, got it's just got a
1: lot of things. It's got some am- It's got one of the best buffs in the game.
0: Hmm. We'll talk about that when the spirit heat when the uh, spirit magic. Uh, episode comes along yeah
1: it's just it's a very but, very powerful choice
0: please do keep that and
1: up. it works well with somebody who is already supposed to be invested in doing stuff with spirits
0: definitely. So, definitely strongly recommend uh usually spirit healers know a great deal about the fade because they had to research how to call spirits in the first place or uh want to understand spirits so a lot of them take cunning arcane lore Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, cunning healing is an appro- is appropriate as it fits the personalities of the spirit healer.
1: Mm-hmm. Not necessarily required,
0: however. No, not necessary.
1: You may not know a whole lot about how the body works, but you know that your magic does things that make it work. Mm. Still, having cunning healing is just it's just smart, especially if you're planning on trying to be something like a support caster or a support character or healer. Mm-hmm. Just a good idea.
0: And then uh, the talents for talents, uh, we had just a handful, just a handful really fit spirit mm-hmm. healer. It's a, it's a pretty straightforward specialization. So uh, obviously, creation magic, do it, bump it up, get master degree. It's go, it's it's fun.
1: Well, mastery degree, I mean, <laughs> you get a new spell I and mean, you get plus new. one to
0: defense. I mean, you at the very you least to get to journeyman. Yeah, we well, mix that with some uh, defense boost and spells and.
1: I'm not buying it. <laughs> I mean, I went mastery. You might as well if you're really feeling it. But on um, it's uh, it's, make sure you get to journeyman because that's the one that reduces the cost of your creation spells by one. And you may not think in later levels that that matters. It can add up. That's true. It's it can true. very seriously add up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, spirit magic, like I said, spirit magic is Solid. just good.
0: And there's a, Take there's a it. master degree of spirit magic is actually pretty baller.
1: Yeah. If you are going a more hurt and heal kind of duality route, then stro- I would also strongly consider primal magic.
0: Yes, definitely. That would be another one that would mm-hmm. be really good. Make your there. spells hurt just a little extra, yeah. which you're going to want. Um, and of course, for the uh, spirit healers who want to go for uh, more conventional, I guess, healing routes, jergy is always mm-hmm. a solid choice.
1: Another one that I would add is uh, for spirit healers who are big on research, or spirit healers who are big on wanting to know an ex- you know, an exemplary or exceptional amount of information about yes. things, especially arcane lore. The lore talent isn't the worst idea I've ever heard either. It's true.
0: It's not a bad idea at all.
1: You may get it from your from how you start. Actually, it's, I think I got that.
0: I think you did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't use it that much these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I haven't been, haven't been calling for a lot of lore tests yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Or right now, anyway. Or right now. But yeah, those would be, I guess, the best examples.
0: Mm-hmm. So, If you can
1: think of any others, you should definitely let us know. Oh
0: yeah, send us your spirit healers. Tell us about your spirit healers, how they got their spirits, or what kind of spirits they call Maybe they call weird spirits that still want to help, but they're just kind of odd.
1: Maybe, Maybe everybody gets to wear a funny hat.
0: Maybe that's maybe that's what the GM enforces is the transformation that takes place with summoning mode.
1: Well, I well that Wee! just mean, well to be fair, it also just means you're in a Bioware game.
0: I mean, yes, it's true. You just have really weird looking hats. Oh man, those <laughs> hats. Uh huh.
1: I just, mm, I couldn't quite handle those hats.
0: Some of those hats were pretty fantastic, <whistles> fantastical. That's a word for it. Had stories of their own.
1: So, what do you think? Closing statements on the uh, any final thoughts Mm -hmm. on the spirit healer from you?
0: Uh, You are going to be hard pressed to find somebody who is as good at healing as a spirit healer. (laughs) It's in the name. If you want to be a healer, you want to be the archetypal healer in Dragon Age. This is the way to go.
1: Mm -hmm. I would agree. This is uh, it is not the the mechanically strongest thing that you could pick, however. Well, for healing, yes, but. You know, from a pure mechanic standpoint of reduce mm. the enemies to zero. Oh, well, no. It's yeah. not going to be the most action economy efficient thing that you'll ever do. But it but that's what you got saves lives. Mm-hmm. And when combined with somebody who is making good use of support magic mm-hmm. and debuffing and just uh, when combined with a party that has solid damage dealers separately, yes. then this can be a really, really useful and fun to play uh the specialization so yes i recommend it
0: do it do it <laughs> do it. It, it or or nope. you know we called the wrong spirit
1: you don't want to you don't have
0: hang to. up hang up <laughs> how do i hang up the veil it's not a phone <laughs> how do i hang up really hard so it hurts his ear Well, I guess I'm an abomination now. have to roll up a new character. Well, that was fun.
1: Yeah, I gotta find a new husband and everything. It's gonna be a pain. (laughs) Well, I think that is our show.
0: That's all we got. That's all she wrote. So, uh, let's see. We'll leave you guys off. Uh, Keep everyone alive. This is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die.
1: And this is Jessica, especially this time, wishing you good heels and happy feels.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Woo!